So cancer is one of both our nation's leading killers and probably a leading killer around the world. Many people around the world are researching cancer. What do you see as the University of Florida's role, this center's role in cancer research? Well, we're very proud to taking an all-of-university approach to address the cancer problem. And we believe this was a uh, a really uh, distinguishing feature of our application to the National Cancer Institute to obtain designation from the Institute, uh, which began June 1st, uh, 2023. Uh, our approach has been to engage researchers across the university from 11 out of the 16 colleges ranging across all the health sciences colleges, nursing, pharmacy, medicine, uh, veterinary medicine, as well as other colleges such as arts and sciences, where we engage chemists, even astronomers, uh, in engineering, uh, in journalism and communication. All these people have funded research projects. They're addressing the issues of cancer prevention, screening, communication, uh, fundamental discoveries, changing the paradigms of how we understand what cancer is and what we can do to prevent it, and translating these into practical import for patients in devising new uh, types of therapies, ranging from small molecules discovered from undersea sea creatures to new forms of cancer vaccines. We work across the entire continuum using the great talent of this huge 60-plus thousand student, tens of thousands of faculty and staff, public land-grant university. There are many kinds of cancer, and there are probably as many different approaches to researching treatments for cancer as there are types of cancer. But the problem is extraordinarily complex, and in many instances has seem to defy efforts to really mitigate it. Will it take, both at this institution and at other institutions, this kind of approach to really affect solutions? We think so, and I believe, when I say we, I think we speak for the entire cancer research field, that we believe that um, combining expertise across disciplines is giving new ideas to the field. For example, one of our faculty members who is a cancer survivor um, uh, dedicated their laboratory to understanding the engineering of a cell and was very interested in three-dimensional bioprinting and trying to place cancer cells in a little um, uh, experimental box and then vary temperature, pressure, nutrient conditions, add the immune system into it, see if we can model the immune system attack and tumor in a um, in sort of a biogel process so we can control the, the conditions and see how to best optimize these therapies. And uh, studies are using uh, microscopes where we can see cells uh, fluorescing with different glows, and there's many different cells sitting around the tumor, and, and to properly enumerate those cells, they use the same type of software that astronomers use to count galaxies. So here, you know, you're taking um, expertise that's off the shelf from another discipline and reapplying it to study a problem not at the scale of galaxies, but at the submicroscopic level. You mentioned the NCI designation, the National Cancer Institute. What does it mean for your center to have this designation? It's a prestigious acknowledgement. That's right. The National Cancer Institute uh, in Bethesda is part of the National Institutes of Health. 
However, it's a special institute in that it has a presidential appointee in its head. The NIH has a presidential appointee. The NCI has a presidential appointee. The National Cancer Institute began Bethesda, Maryland, and with the National Cancer Act in 1970, began to spread uh, resources to cancer centers around the country. Some of those are the well-known, such as Memorial Sloan Kettering, MD Anderson, and the Freestanding Cancer Centers. Additionally, uh, universities working across a matrix in their health systems, their other colleges, have put together cancer center grants, which attempt to bring together in organized fashion research programs to ad- attract uh, to address the spectrum of cancer problems, again, from the continuum, from prevention, screening, fundamental discovery, translation, long-term survivorship issues. And in order to obtain these NCI designations, you need to show a certain critical mass of researchers. You have to show high levels of collaboration, cooperation among those researchers along research themes that are making impact, that we can actually show that some of our discoveries are making it from a basic discovery into clinical trials and ideally into clinical practice in the long term. Uh, Additionally, the Cancer Center requires us to have a component of education training of the next generation of cancer researchers uh, and a component in involving the community with outreach and engagement in uh, bringing the, the community in to help us design research studies, poise really impactful questions uh, for the community and answer them, and to help uh, promulgate our research results to the community. Uh, and uh, so these are the, the, all the components that have to be fulfilled uh, in order to have NCI designation. Uh, there are now 72 centers. We are the 72nd center in the United States. Uh, and uh, now uh, with uh, University of Florida added, we have a cancer center at the University of Miami. There's a branch of Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville. And there's the Moffitt Comprehensive Cancer Center uh, in Tampa. What you're describing sounds like a heavy lift. It was an ambitious goal, surely. And you know, maintaining a high level of research and, and many of the other components that you described has got to be an ongoing challenge for you and many of the people who are involved in this in this center. Indeed. I see my job in some way as being somewhere between an impresario and a curator. Um, I will um, understand and meet many of the faculty and try to see how we can best um, put them as pictures in a gallery and try to have them uh, face one another, you know, tell a story together, add some resources to try to stimulate collaboration and cooperation. And as an impresario to try to uh, uh, bring in the best talent into our, into our university, we've brought uh, over 60 new cancer researchers over the past uh, seven, eight years to University of Florida um, Along the way, we've uh, doubled our clinical trials engagements uh, in therapeutic trials and uh, quintupled those in prevention and screening. We've um, doubled our cancer research funding, our publication output, uh, and uh, really just had a a meteoric rise in our cancer research uh, input. And we do this in collaboration with other departments and colleges. So we don't do it on our own. We do it as part of a university-wide collaborative effort. 
What do you see in the future for this center and these collaborative efforts that you're describing? Will they continue to flourish? Right. Well, one thing we, we're trying to do, and that's one of the challenges for, for many cancer centers, is to properly translate what they're doing into everyday language and to uh, make it clear to the, uh, to the residents of the region what we're doing on behalf of them that we do this research because we identify serious health challenges in our communities and we feel we're in a position to do something about it. So we need to promulgate those research results to the community through various um, uh, various uh, community events, health work, health fairs and the like. That's one way to do it. We also want to assure patients who come here to University of Florida that when you see a physician, whether the intake is through a surgeon, a, 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 a subspecialist, a medical oncologist, radiation oncologist, they are backed by um, dozens and dozens of people in our clinical research office that uh, help um, regulate and uh, um, and. Uh, put into a place clinical trials and new studies that are available for patients where the conventional therapies may not have been as successful as you would have liked. And there are dozens and dozens of, of researchers at the benches uh, trying to find new cures on behalf of them. So there is a lot behind the scene. Part of my job is to, uh, through venues like this, to explain that we are a um, hundreds of uh, faculty and staff working together to try to make the world a better place using the power of science, ever more sophisticated science, to find new discoveries that could impact on our, our fellow citizens and residents of the region. Finally, I wonder, just for you personally and professionally, how do you feel uh, about this new designation? And you must be pretty proud. Well, indeed I am. It was... Um, a challenge um, that I took uh, coming here almost eight years ago. Um, I had been head of oncology at Northwestern University at Mount Sinai School of Medicine in New York. Um, I had gained uh, administrative experience along the way while maintaining uh, an active research laboratory and uh, maintaining uh, activity as a clinician, uh, particularly in the care of people with uh, leukemia and uh, lymphoma, for example. Um, this, though, was the greatest challenge of my entire career, which was to um, bring together uh, many, uh, many people across the whole campus, forming an executive committee, uh, writing this very complicated application for designation, um, and needing to revise it uh, to uh, force us uh, to even greater heights. Um, it was the most challenging work of my entire career. And I have to say, at, at this point, very satisfying. I don't know, I know a few people who have brought a center from um, undesignated to designation, but it happens about every three to four years. So uh, many people I know who are center directors, they've taken over and they have a chance to take something great, good and make it great. Here we had to make something great out of a uh, less well-developed uh, system. And that's been very, very gratifying. It's been gratifying to also see um, my colleagues in our executive leadership grow as leaders and as scientists. And a lot of the uh, early stage investigators we brought in here uh, seven years ago, six years, seven years ago, now receive tenure and promotion because they're doing so well along with 
um, in their careers, and 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 they're now graduating people for PhDs and and other uh, and other uh, accolades. So it's been very very satisfying. You could say a career defining event for me. But I, I don't. There's more for me to do in the future. But I'd say that uh, if I do nothing else, this is quite a, a satisfying achievement. Dr. Jonathan, thank you so much for talking to me. It's my pleasure to be with you today. Thank you for the opportunity.